Great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Infinite Journeys. As always, I am your host, Tony Z, joined by my co-host, Asher. Hey, how's it going, folks? No singing this week. <laughs> no, Was it last yeah. week when I did that? I, I think so. I think you sang, and it threw me off, so you're like, oh, and Asher, and I was like, uh, hi. Yeah, like, and then I was I like, had I the don't... stupidest reaction to it. <laughs> you were like, that sounded pretty good. I kind of like it. And I was like, I don't know why I just sang the intro, but yeah, here we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, the, the singing that was I, I I did enjoy it. It just like it caught me off guard. So I was all like, uh what? <laughs> yeah. This is we're recording this at 9 p.m. on a Monday instead of a Sunday. So if anybody doesn't listen to this till Tuesday, I apologize. Everybody already knows on Twitter that I was dealing with some personal issues and we were originally just going to do a short episode, but then I hit up Asher like five minutes before the was like, hey, it's probably just going to become a normal episode because yeah, I need yeah. like an hour to just hang out. So yeah, for sure. I mean, sometimes it's just good to get it, you know, get talking about stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's really good to get talking about news gone wild. <laughs> we're going right into it because right I found into some it. weird I like stuff. That. Okay. Okay. We got, okay. I don't. Who's Frank Gallagher, first of all, from Shameless? Frank Gallagher. I I know who Gallagher is, as in like the the Smash Oh, that's comedian. the character. So it's William H. Macy. See, I'm I'm real bad with actors. Um, I have no idea who that is. I know who William H. Macy is. Okay. He's been in a lot of movies like Jurassic Park. I think it was Jurassic Park three or two, whichever one where they were looking for their son. He was like uh, the dad three. that was looking for his son. <laughs> Okay. And okay. he sent the guy for him. I think he's been in a lot of other stuff too, but it says an adorable dog has captured hearts on social media thanks to his likeness to American actor William H. Macy. So apparently the dog looks like him. I don't know if that's unfortunate for uh, Mr. Macy or if it's or unfortunate the dog. for the dog. Yeah. Because like those two things should not look alike. Not typically. No. Here we go. Here's a picture. Uh oh. I forgot I could share it. Oh, it yeah. does look pretty darn similar, actually. <laughs> it really does. It's in the eyes, I think. That's what I think it is, the eyes. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. That's funny. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, wait, I forgot. I could share the screen. And, oh, it's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's been a long week when you like can't remember how to do stuff. You're like, dude, I record this every week. I should remember what I'm doing. But nope, not necessarily. <laughs> right. Woman with 50 animals has ashes of dead pets tattooed onto her skin. I mean, I guess they're always with her then. Yeah, it is a little weird to me, but... Oh, yeah, for sure. Soon. I mean, I don't know how sanitary that is. Like, your body already can have a lot of trouble, like, you know, not rejecting the ink and everything. So to, like, yeah, have ashes mixed in it sounds a little dangerous. Like, I don't know. Can you imagine, like, getting an infection from that? And then you got to be like, well, oh. a little fluffy, like, really hate me or... Yeah, that sounds like it would really suck. Yeah. How about this? Dad's life saved by Apple Watch after his heart stopped 138 times in 48 hours. What? I don't even know how to react to that. No, like... like how did your heart stop that many times? Yeah, no kidding. His last app, or David last Apple Watch, a gift from his wife, told the dad of four his resting heart rate was dangerously low, prompting him to visit doctors who had diagnosed sudden cardiac death holy crap yeah that's crazy more than 100 times in 48 hours he's 54 
His resting heart rate was as low as 30 BPM, drastically less than the usual number in adult men of 60 to 100 BPM. Yeah, so it's like a third of what it should be. That That's really crazy. Yeah, it says he initially dismissed the advice as being faulty, but visited the doctor on advice from his wife, and then was referred to a cardiologist. Jeez, imagine how terrifying that is. Well, it sounds like he didn't even really notice. You would think you'd feel more like sluggish or something. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. So the gift that she bought him literally saved his life by being like, no, you need to like go. Yeah, and then he was still like, I don't know if I want to listen to that. Yeah, and then she was like, no, you need to go. (laughs) Right. Here we go. Watch a girl walk an emotional support alligator on a leash in a Philly park. I I think the (laughs) registration for emotional sport animals is really lax. Especially in Philly, apparently. Yeah, like, but like, I don't know. I I think that's more of a guard animal than it is emotional support at that point. (laughs) Video shows a young girl helping her seven-year-old reptile Wally cool off in Love Park in Philadelphia. So it's a child, too. I mean, it sounds like no, no. The the gator is seven years old. The alligator Wally is a seven-year-old reptile, a TikTok star, and a licensed emotional support animal. So he's licensed. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I'm pretty sure it's it's really lax on you know getting your <laughs> your license for that, but still, that's that's wild. Wally, who likes to be pet and reportedly loves to give hugs, ain't no way I'm hugging an alligator. No, no, that's nuts. And there is a little kid actually. There's a TikTok video of a little kid hugging this alligator. Oh, of course. <laughs> I don't know if that's the owner, but there's a kid hugging it. <laughs> Really? It says, seriously, check out some of his videos below. We promise it's not a complete crock. <laughs> Obviously, because it's an alligator. Uh, that's that's the dad joke of the, the episode, <laughs> I think. And I'm not even a dad, but it still got in there somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man in pumpkin boat paddles 38 miles down Missouri River in attempt to beat the world record. In a pumpkin boat. <laughs> Dwayne Hanson may have broken the Guinness World Record by paddling an 846-pound pumpkin he turned into a makeshift boat down the Missouri River. Yeah, I saw actually an image of that. Yeah. Holy crap. I wasn't expecting to actually be a real pumpkin. Yeah, if you like the pictures of it, 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 it's one of those giant, like, ugly-looking pumpkins because, you know, it's it's an enormous pumpkin. But, uh, yeah, like... it's one of the things like who who was like, you know, I'm going to go down the river in this pumpkin. And then it just continued on being a thing. You know, it's like a tradition. Yeah, you just or kept going. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I might as well break the world record while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. New Yorker gets a surprise package with living creatures inside. Was it roaches? I feel the like lizards and iguanas were taken in by a nonprofit, which said that the live animals are often delivered to the wrong address. I wonder if it has anything to do with that guy in the last episode that was transporting this stuff illegally. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the in the bags. Yeah, I wonder if he was receiving some of that. You know, that would make sense. I mean, it I adds up to me. Yeah, I often wonder how many of these uh these news gone wilds actually are like secretly linked or like, you know, it's just a little more information that we didn't know about another one. Yeah, that's true. In Colorado, the state fair competition names an unlikely winner. AI made artwork. Uh, I heard about that. That's just freaking creepy. <laughs> yeah. So 
there's a lot of people that are kind of like upset about it. Cause it's like, well, you told a machine to make art. Like you gave it a prompt and it, it spit out art that shouldn't win an art competition against artists. Yeah. Against people that are actually doing it. Yeah. And it's something that um, in, in the, the, the miniature gaming uh, scene, because a lot of the miniatures either uh, come unpainted or are, are pre-painted, but like people will jazz them up when they have painting competitions it's been a hot button about well you paid someone to paint your miniatures you know yeah and so it's like that's kind of a little different because there it's just like okay who's got the best looking army well that wasn't who painted the best army but here it's literally an art competition and somebody brought in a piece of you know computer generated artwork which looks really good too which is even creepier yeah yeah some of the, some of those look really cool it i think it really depends on the uh the app or the program you use for it because uh, yeah. most of them pull uh images like uh they, they basically keyword searches what you tell it to make art of yeah and pulls images and compiles them together kind of thing i feel like the more i see about ai lately the more i feel like we're like one step away from blade runner and it creeps me <laughs> well i think this year is uh according to the year or uh according to terminator the year that skynet you know goes uh sentient so oh it's also the year that the newest thing at the corner store is a robot that stocks drinks neat <laughs> is In it the uh... same year that skynet <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of the little like robots that somebody drives around or is it uh, like a robot arm? A small robot with a clip like hand and enough smarts to know which drinks are popular as part of an effort to make convenience stores even more convenient. Huh. Dude, I've been seeing stuff about AI constantly lately and I'm like, we have reached the end. Yeah. There's there's a YouTube video on it. Maybe we could share this right quick. AI is definitely here. No, we, we never get payoff. (laughs) <laughs> well we did last week well oh, that's true well the other freaking ai thing i saw the other week which is not a part of tonight's news gone wild was that ai rapper or whatever they got like signed to a deal and then they like got a lot of criticism because of saying the ai rapper was like exploiting a bunch of stereotypes and stuff huh it's literally artificial intelligence that was like doing rap videos and stuff and it got like a big record deal well now it doesn't have the record deal anymore because after all they got all the the stuff about it they uh canceled the deal they dropped it and i was like that's kind of freaking creepy why does ai need money (laughs) not a freaking human (laughs) here we go did i share it yeah i shared it yeah i see it that does not look like a drink i want that kind of looks like that looks like it's at an asian japanese store or something it is it is but it it looks like bad family mart hopes to tackle the labor shortage issue in japan so this is in japan Okay, now it makes a little... I can see, like, robots in Japan make sense to me. <laughs> you know? Like, it just makes yeah. sense to me. It really okay. is working. But it doesn't yeah, look it, like... You know what it reminds me of? It looks like somebody took oh, there the we go. outside... Look. That part at the top actually looks like eyes. Yeah. But Whoa. You... Sorry, I wasn't expecting the guy to start talking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's okay. Um... It's a it's effectively a vending machine. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, because it's the inside of a vending machine. The inside. It's, oh, okay. Remember, have you remember seen the that? other week? Yeah, we talked the, about it on News Gone Wild the other week. The snake with the robot legs, but mm-hmm. I don't think I ever showed the picture of it. Yeah, I had seen it uh, recently. I was like, "What are they doing 
it just, it's seeing it it's is just so much weirder than just hearing about it you know yeah it's like really freaking weird looking at that you're like whoa what is going on here especially after we just saw a robot doing serving drinks next it'll be the bartender right <laughs> Ohio tree trimmer expected to survive after suffering 20,000 bee stings. Ooh. The man's mother said he felt wild. like a porcupine following the frightening attack. I'm amazed they felt anything, you know? After a 20, couple 20,000. Yeah, after I don't know, 20 stings, I would expect to be just numb. Yeah, that's true. Hey, fighting kangaroo pulls wild move right out of a video game. <laughs> Of course it does. <laughs> it looks like it's fighting another. Two mad marsupials went at it. Hey, there's a video for this too. Let's see if we can get it. This will be the last of the weird news. Then we'll get into what we've been playing. Okay. Because I got a few things to say about the fact that I have not finished Alien Isolation yet. <laughs> Which I think was that we were originally going to do it or try to do a deep dive. And then I was like, well, I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll yeah, it just that. kept getting pushed away a little bit, but that's all right. It happens. That's just it, this is an ad for Taco Bell. I know, but now I want Taco Bell. Woman brings therapy kangaroo into McDonald's was a thing that just popped up at the top. <laughs> the fact, yes. <laughs> the fact. I don't think it, we're getting payoff for this. No, no. It it seems to just be talking and the McDonald's thing, but it's a McDonald's uh, story. Yeah, which I wasn't Taco expecting. Bell ad. I wasn't expecting uh, that either. I'm going to see it fast forward a little bit. Oh, wait. Oh, oh there's we a might, kangaroo. We might see it. Actually, we've got a kangaroo. And we've got Welcome to Beaver Dam. <laughs> Wherever that's almost at. almost like a slideshow of the events that has happened. That was weird because it was showing snow and we're like not even in fall just yet. Yeah, that that is interesting. It's almost like they that's were That's not a kangaroo. No, that was a goat, wasn't yeah, it? So what is going on? Okay, for the listeners, let me put this in perspective. We're watching a video with no sound about what, what is going on, and we're just seeing random images flash across the screen, and not one of them yet has been a kangaroo, and this video has gone on for a minute and an eight seconds at this point. Right. Well, they did show the kangaroo at the beginning. Yeah, so. we didn't show him fighting, but it showed a goat, and yep. that was it. Yeah. So there was zero payoff on that one. That was, uh, that was interesting. Uh, I I really thought we were going to get something out of that one. Wait, maybe it's this one. There it is. <laughs> oh, I saw this. He's going to go through a fence. Okay, so there is one from Scott. Boom. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, that kangaroo just threw the other one straight through that fence. I wonder if the people listening heard that sound of <laughs> the crashing through the fence. Because <laughs> it jump scared me. Man. Coming up next year on Kangaroo Wrestling Worldwide. Kangaroo <laughs> Wrestling Worldwide. That would be great. I mean, we all know I watch all elite wrestling every week. So next yeah. up, next up we got all kangaroo wrestling. <laughs> or was it WWE was World Wrestling Entertainment? So World Wrestling Kangaroos. I don't know. There's plenty of options there. Yeah, yeah. They they've got choices. I'm back in the attitude era when they did a bunch of crazy stuff. I would not have been surprised to see somebody fight a kangaroo. I, I am always entertained that that's the name of a, the attitude era. Like, I know what yeah, you're the talking attitude about, era but the still, 90s. like, it entertains me. And then you had Zangief from uh, Street Fighter murdering bears. I found that out when I was listening to Neil's podcast, uh, the Ooh. Mortal Kombat podcast, that they were uh, covering Street Fighter comics 
the one week and he was talking about how Zangief was essentially just murdering the bears. Oh, in okay. Street, in the game, in, in like not an actual like I thought at first you no, know, like the voice backstory. actor was doing it or something. <laughs> no, it's like the character's like backstory that he wrestles bears, but he actually just kills the bears. Oh, okay. Which is kind of like brutal and kind of douchey, but <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. All right, Asher, that's gonna do it. I think that's all I got. I feel like okay. I've been finding less and less news gone wild lately, but there was some good stuff in there. Yeah, I was going to say, there's been some quality stuff, though. Yeah, I was hoping to find more, like, spooky stuff or more vampires or something, but nope. No, no spooky. Hopefully, we'll have an influx of that soon. <laughs> yeah, there was there was one spooky thing. Now I can't find it, of course, but it did have to do with ghosts. Other oh, way, inside the ghost city where the dead must pass over the bridge of helplessness in China. What? That's like the title is inside the ghost city where the dead must pass over the bridge of helplessness. But it's like that doesn't really tell me what your article's about. Right. Who names these things? Yeah, bridge of helplessness just sounds depressing. Yeah, well, that sounds like an area in a video game, you know? Oh, listen to this. Fengdu Ghost City in China is a unique ancient site set in a mountain that commemorates both heaven and hell and has one of the world's largest sculptures carved into a rock. Hmm. Interesting. An amazing complex of shrines, temples, and statues along the banks of Asia's longest river is dedicated to the afterlife and attracts masses of tourists each year. Often known as the City of Ghosts in Southwest China at the top end of the Yangtze River. I apologize if there's any Chinese listeners because <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Is a place wow. where people can learn about the significance of spirits in Chinese culture. Interesting. Yeah. If there are Chinese listeners, feel free to leave a review and tell us how to pronounce those places properly. Listen to this. This just popped up as an add-on on this article. Life in camouflaged ghost town with hidden homes and residents at risk of starvation. I don't think I followed a single <laughs> lick of that sentence. Like the the town is camouflaged? Life in camouflaged ghost town with hidden homes and residents at risk of starvation. It looks like it's covered in like moss. Like a lot of the buildings oh, are covered in moss. Okay, interesting. Hang on, I got you, Asher. Just I just clicked EA Play by accident. Hopefully that doesn't pop up. It's in the game. It's like here, I got you, Asher, and then it's just the EA Play instead of the. Picture. Oh wow, yeah, that is really. Yeah, this was the first one I saw. Okay. It was I, once I, a thriving fishing community of sturdy brick homes. I really like that. Um, my backgrounds on my PC are all uh, buildings that have been reclaimed by nature. So they're all vine covered and, you know, everything. Yeah. So I think that looks really cool. But It does look cool for a photo. It says it was abandoned in the 90s and now only has a few inhabitants left after most of them migrated in search of a better life elsewhere. So some okay. people still live here. Right. They're kind of hanging on there. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I, I need that to start aerial view is really cool. Yeah. It, it is. It's just like, imagine if you just like took a handful of grass or moss and just sprinkled it over top of the city. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously more than a handful, but like if it was like miniature and you were huge kind of thing. Yeah. There's a person walking. So that's probably one of the inhabitants. Yeah. Hmm. All that tourists can buy in the green village is bottles of water. I mean, vendors on the remote island sell fresh seafood, and although you cannot stay in the village, there is bed and breakfast accommodation available in other nearby areas. The only refreshment you can buy is bottles of water. Interesting. I wonder why. 
I wonder if they just don't have enough to sell. I don't know. Man, now all the ghost stuff is popping up. Yeah, yeah. It's just like all attachments on one article. They're like, <laughs> oh, you're interested in ghosts? Here's some more. Look at this one. Man receives house from an old woman shocked after seeing what's inside. I, I don't know that I would say that's a house. That looks more like a shack. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it, a shed. It's it's approximately 10 feet wide. Like, Yeah, it doesn't look very... It looks more like a shed. Like, we have a shed in our backyard that we store, like, our lawnmower and stuff in. This looks like about, about maybe a little bit bigger than that. Yeah, it's about the same size as my shed. You see this one over here? Abandoned Romanian village drowned beneath toxic lake of fluorescent yellow sludge. Wow. <laughs> Is this just a map for Splatoon 3? <laughs> it, you know, it kind of looks like it. You know, I've actually never played a Splatoon game. I, I, I haven't either. Um, I watch someone play it occasionally. Um, this looks seems like to have fun. Something out of Doom. Yeah, that's really wild. That very first picture, though, that kind of looked AI generated, honestly. Yeah, this is ghostly village of Giamana was engulfed by the copper exploitation residues of nearby mine. Yeah, it looks like very bloody, like a bloody river. Right. Interesting. So that could definitely be inspiration for off. a horror game. Oh, yeah. Speaking of horror games, for anybody who listens that's not on Twitter, every week in October, we're covering a horror game on Infinite Journeys. Yeah, I just we want are. to throw that out there. <laughs> One of them will definitely be Scorn, even though I don't know how much either of us is looking forward to that. I, I will give it a go. Um, I don't know if we'll finish it, but we're at is, least going to play it. <laughs> yeah, well, anybody that's listened has noticed that um, I don't finish a whole ton of games. I I, I don't know. I just it's not that I lose interest necessarily, but I hit a spot where I'm like, okay, I'm going to play something else for a little while. And if I don't get pulled back into it, it kind of, you know, just sits off to the side. Yeah. And with me, it'll be like, I'll try something and okay. I saw something new about it. There was like a new trailer released. And when it told me that there was like no like actual story or like voices or anything in it, that kind of turned me off. Because I'm not a big, like, just walking around looking at things and fighting without there being any, like, actual story to it for no, a horror I, game. I can totally understand that. Especially for a horror game. Because I feel like a horror game, you kind of need a story there. But I guess the story is just figured out by, like, doing puzzles and stuff or something. It was something right. weird like that. And I was like, oh, I probably won't finish this one, but I'm still going to try it. See, uh, between uh, the... Um... From soft games and then uh, the Fallout games. Now, Fallouts all have dialogue and everything, but they have tons of environmental storytelling and stuff that's like. Yeah, I don't mind it in games like away. that. Yeah. So. But it's just a horror game specifically, I feel like, should have some kind of dialogue or story to it. Yeah. Because how do you it, relate to what's going on with like nothing? Well, then again, Doom. Well, Doom's not really horror, it's more of action. But even that had some dialogue in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it had uh scene cutscenes and everything like there was more to it this one sounds like it's going to be a lot of environmental stuff but i guess we'll really have to wait and see when it comes out you know yeah and that will be a game pass game which is why i picked it yes i was like oh we don't have to buy this one we could just play it that is always nice because i didn't realize take advantage of game pass and i didn't realize how many games were like coming up in the next couple months i was like oh there's actually quite a few that are coming out Uh, so scorn is october 21st that's that metal hell singer comes out in like a week oh we didn't talk about that um no we didn't and i'm we, glad that i just you, mentioned it yeah because <laughs> you, you played it more than i did i think um i gave it a shot and 
I'm not great with, okay. It, it is a, the best way I can explain it is if you took Skyrim and you put it in doom <laughs> and you made it a rhythm game. Yeah. Like it, 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 I wasn't expecting the rhythm part and it said something about, you know, Oh, make sure your audio is synced up and everything. And I'm like, what, you know, at the very beginning. And then it like, when you you swing your sword that's the skyrim portion it's it's a hack and slash kind of game right yeah and you're well, you do eventually these... get a gun too we, yeah you get you magic a gun skull. and a sword yeah um so when you attack if you attack on the beat you do actual damage if yeah. you don't you do like a tenth of your damage so like combat which I've never been in a game where I'm like, oh man, yeah, combat, you know, one, two, one, two, you know, getting kind of going that way. Like I want to like hit and back out and stuff like that. You can't do that in this. You got to be on the beat, which felt like it pulled away from the gameplay to me. I liked it, even though I struggled. The, the enemies like were so mobile and I had so much trouble tracking them while trying to keep in, you know, track of the beat and everything it just i know there's some people out there that are going to love it you know because oh, yeah. you know there's there are people that are playing you know fighting games with ddr pads and stuff and like they got that down uh, i couldn't do it personally but i just I, it, it felt very disjointed to me yeah it was it was a little clunky but once like i started to get the hang of the mechanics but then mm-hmm. it does like once the action starts you're kind of just sucked in yeah like, you, you get kind of screwed but I noticed, like, when you first, in the first area, like, they don't attack right away. Once you make that first attack on the beat, then all the enemies start attacking. But then that's when you're like, oh, I better do this right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they give you some leniency, definitely, in the tutorial in the beginning to help you figure out how to do it. But if you don't get it, you, you just, you, you, it's, you can't get strong enough in a game like that to overcome your deficit of not being able to play by the game's rules. Yeah, you have to play by the game's rules. You have right. to do it on beat. And what makes it hard to do it on beat is the fact that it's like the heaviest of metal music. Yeah, definitely. It, it's, Which is what impressed me. That was the part I liked the most because I like that was one of the main reasons I like Doom was for the soundtrack. Oh yeah, it, it's definitely got a good soundtrack. It's it's got it's got it going in the music department. Um, even, you know, the, the style, the, the demons, everything I thought was cool. Like I, I was, I wasn't sure about the characters, um, because the demon lady you're playing, she doesn't seem to have any dialogue that I, I can no, remember. No, it's a guy talking about her, like a well, narrator. I think he's the skull. Maybe. Nar- I think I the narrator is the skull because at some point they, he was talking about how like, and then she found me and we were fated to be together or something along Yeah, those it was lines. like very strange. Yeah. Um, but the dialogue and the cadence and everything, it felt almost like it was coming at it like a comedy approach like a, um, like a, a Borderlands almost, you know? Yeah. Which felt out of place with the, the heavy metal and the demon shit because there was nothing comedic about those things. So, no, it was just the narrate because the only really like talking was just that narrator in that one part. Yeah. Or those couple parts where he comments on something. So to, to me, it felt a lot like, um, you know, mixing a lot of things. It, it was a, a bowl of ice cream with hot sauce on it. It's probably tasty for someone. I just couldn't do it. 
but it's neat. And you know, the fact that we were just playing what a, a demo. Yeah. So... I didn't play like a whole, whole lot. I just was like, this is pretty original. I've never seen like a, like a rhythm game done like this before, which is right. what I liked about it. Cause you don't see anything like that. Yeah. It is very original. And um, you know, we were playing a demo, so it was possibly not the finished product possibly wasn't the polished product so right uh, when that comes out on game pass it's probably worth at least giving a shot is it a game pass game oh uh, i thought it was what well i know you, know you could buy it for 39.99 but i didn't like scoring popped up on my game pass that i could pre-install it i didn't see that for metal hill singer though so i'm not sure if mm, it's a i may have misspoke then I'm going to look it up real quick, but I don't think it is. Maybe it is eventually, but not right away, which is also a possible thing. That could be. And it could be console as opposed to um, PC, because like right now I'm on my PC, but I played that on console. Yeah, so far I'm not seeing. It looks like it's just buying it. Doom like rhythm game. Okay. Yeah, it just says to buy it. No, but it's only $39.99. So like compared to freaking Call of Duty being like $70. Right, right. And then the and other there's another game coming out called Steel Rising, which I completely forgot about. That looks Steel kind of interesting. Steel Rising. I don't think I've seen that one. It almost looks like a Dark Souls style game, but you're fighting like robots. Oh, interesting. It seems pretty cool. Look that Ooh. one up because it's probably right up your alley. Yeah, that might be. I do definitely dig robot games and then, you know, the, the souls things like I've been getting into that more and more. So, well, I say more and more, I just used to hate them as games. So, yeah. Uh, revisit Paris and its monuments in an epic adventure from the something. I can't pronounce it. That's why I was like from the something <laughs> from the Jardins do Luxembourg to Bastille. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was trying no to read it, read what it was, and I was going to tell you, but it says this whole story happens over the course of one night at the very beginning of their twisted version of the French Revolution. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that's going to be one of the ones where you only play for a certain amount of time. Like, um, what was the Legend of Zelda one where you, you had to beat it in like three game days or something? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Steel Rising leans into the Souls-like formula, but with the unique heart of a Spiders game. What the heck's a Spiders game? I have no idea. I'm gonna have to listen. Listener, <laughs> yeah, somebody help us out because we are we are struggling with this one. Yeah, all it says is the story of Steel Rising happens in one night at the very beginning of our of our twisted version of the French Revolution. Automatons are running rampant. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, Spiders is the developer, so, oh. so it's the unique heart of that specific developer. What else? Did they, oh, they made Greedfall. Okay, that's that. That's on Game Pass. Yeah, it's I, a, I more like indie kind of style RPG. Yeah, I, I definitely remember looking at that one a few times. Um, I never gave it a shot though. Yeah, apparently they made that one. It's actually pretty good. I played some of. It. I never finished it because I typically never finish anything I play. But... Oh, I get that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, if you just think about the fact that like there's usually a game or two we've been playing and right. it's not the same game over the couple, you know, two or three, you know, weeks of recording. Plus we play things specifically for the episode. That's where I was the past couple of weeks. And then, like I said, the personal stuff kind of made it to where I couldn't really play a game much, but it was originally going to be alien isolation. Right. I got a good bit into it. I think I got all the way to like 
I don't know how much you played of it, Asher, but I got all the way into like a med bay section. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept dying and getting sent back like 45 minutes of progress every single time because I couldn't find a safe spot. And that was when I gave up. Yeah, that that's uh, the struggle, <laughs> I think. You know, getting sent back that because you didn't find a safe spot is a bummer. And then like the androids, why are the androids so hard? I got past them. I think it's the the part I'm at the alien or the xenomorph is what took me out, but the androids definitely suck. Yeah, the the xenomorph is is definitely a pain, you know. Too, I just I was surprised at the difficulty of the robot. Like, I wasn't expecting him to be pushovers or anything, but right, yeah, because that game really wants you to try and hide, kind of like an outlast. It gives you the option that you can fight if you need to, like you get a revolver. Yeah. uh, what I found myself heavily relying on was the motion detector. Like I'm pulling that thing out like every two seconds. Right. It tells you where your like where your objective is. And it also tells you if enemies are nearby. So I know whether or not I need to hide. Yeah, that thing is really handy. Uh, I didn't like the whole um, you have to find stuff to build your items. Like, yeah, I get that. That's like a thing in a lot of other games. Like Resident Evil does that. Um, where you're combining your items to make your ammo and everything. But I, I feel like it's an unnecessary step for a game like this. Yeah, I do feel like this game, being as it plays more like an Outlast, where it's like hide and stuff. Like they should just give you the items. But and the items, like those items, are hard to like. You can pass those up pretty easily in Alien yeah. Isolation. Like I know yeah. they kind of flash a little bit, but if you're like trying to like not die. You're not going to notice it as much. They do a very good job of making it feel very intense and suspenseful, though. Oh, absolutely. Like, not one point in that game, even in the beginning when nothing was happening yet, like, even on the first ship when you wake up, like, I already felt like something was going to happen. <laughs> like, I just did not feel safe ever in that game. Yeah, and then, like, just the stuff, like, written on the walls early on in the game and everything, and, like, I don't know, the whole atmosphere of it is is fitting for the aliens franchise yeah and the way that they kind of like first introduce you like the the xenomorph to you is really creepy as well like you kind of get a glimpse of it when it kills the first guy that you kind of come across earlier in the game right then he gets killed with the aliens i want to keep saying alien but with the xenomorph's tail going through him classic xenomorph Right. This game and uh, and the crew expendable podcast by neil have spawned me to start watching all the aliens movies again because i found my collection so oh, I literally okay. just so wa- nice. I literally just watched Aliens like Saturday night, I believe. Cool. I watched Alien Friday and then I watched Alien Saturday night. So I've still got Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection to go through because I don't remember much about them. But I honestly hadn't watched those up until maybe a year or two ago. Like, I think I saw bits and pieces of uh, maybe Aliens. Um, yeah, that's the second early one. on. Yeah. But like I never really sat down and watched them. And I got to say, when I finally did, I really enjoyed them. And it was really cool because um, I hadn't seen it in so long that I never realized that uh, Amanda Ripley, the character you play as in Alien Isolation, is actually talked about in Aliens as well. Like so, like uh, Sorgoni Weaver, yeah. who plays Ellen Ripley in the movie, mm-hmm. she mentions her daughter because she's in cryosleep for 57 years. And then they tell her, oh, your daughter died at the age of 66 or whatever, while she was in cryosleep floating around in space. Right, right. So I was like, oh, so it actually is a real character. They didn't just make her up for the game. She actually is tied into the universe, which for some reason I didn't remember. Well, it's so common for games to just make up a character and just slap them in there, you know? 
yeah, for them to just be like, oh, yeah, this is her daughter looking for her mom. I mean, it's still a cool story, so it makes sense. But then when you find out and you go all the way back and you're like, oh, it actually does tie into it. I was like, they did a good job right. of that as well. So uh, we were talking about Game Pass a little bit. Um, are there anything you said there's a bunch of stuff coming up that you were interested in? Yeah, but I don't think any of it was on Game Pass. Oh, just well, general there's releases? Di- there's a Disney one that's coming to Game Pass that I'm actually going to play, which I think comes out tomorrow uh dreamlight valley yeah i think i'm actually gonna play that i was like this actually seems kind of cool okay just looking at the uh the image i would not have guessed that that would be one that you were gonna be you know jumping into yeah there was something about it that just intrigued me because it it's like you get to kind of build the world and everything for like and all the characters kind of tie into it and i was like well that part of it interest intrigues me so is it like a park builder that's what I thought it was, but I don't think it's just the park. I think it's like the whole world. Interesting. Okay. okay what's, it, what's it called again? Disney uh, Dreamlight Valley. And it's Dreamlight not, it's uh, Disney and Pixar. So you've got like Toy Story and stuff in it too. Yeah. I just saw Buzz Lightyear. Okay. This could be interesting. Yeah. Here we go. Customize your avatar and grow friendships with this, with some of your favorite Disney characters. Dive into a new Disney realm and make it yours. Hmm. It's a hybrid between a life sim and an adventure game rich with quests, exploration, and engaging activities. So see, that's what intrigued me about it when I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, it's more than just like a park builder, though. Hmm. It actually has quests. Yeah, I'm looking at the video right here, and it's like you're actually like building up a house and fishing with Goofy and, you know. Yeah, that's what I was like. That seems. Oh, here we go. Once in idyllic land, Dreamlight Valley was a place where Disney and Pixar characters lived in harmony until the forgetting. Night thorns grew across the land and severed the wonderful memories tied to this magical place. With nowhere else to go, the hopeless inhabitants of Dreamlight Valley retreated behind locked doors in the Dream Castle. Now it's up to you to discover the stories of this world and bring the magic back to Dreamlight Valley. Hmm. Interesting. See, when you read that, I don't know what just happened. Something came crashing down in the room. <laughs> I don't know if the mic picked up or not, but it scared the crap out of me. I didn't hear it, but it probably didn't pick up then. I'm like, here I am reading something Disney and I get jump scared. <laughs> Too much xenomorph talk. Yeah. Yeah, but that yeah, that is that intrigued me. I was like, oh, this might actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I I don't know that I'll get into that, but I, I will definitely be interested in hearing more about it because you probably will because it comes out tomorrow so it it seems like an odd pick like it's not something i would expect you know it almost has a um farmville mobile-esque kind of look feel to it even though it looks you know way more powerful or uh requires more hardware than that like a mobile game but like it almost seemed like one of those uh you know, you're going to get the popcorn ready for this event and uh, you're going to go harvest potatoes to make fries and then you got to go find Mickey because you need him for something. I don't know. A Plague Tale, a Plague Tale Requiem on here is September 15th, but that is not true. <laughs> that doesn't come uh, out until October. Yeah, October 18th. But that'll be a Game Pass one, so I am looking forward to that one. Because I was, yeah, yeah. I actually just downloaded the first one again because that's one I want to finish before the second one comes out. Okay, I've I've never played it. Um, I've never really played a lot of the like. I would say that's a stealth based game. Yeah, it kind of is. It's like an adventure game mixed with stealth and a little bit of sus- actually quite a lot of suspense. I've played it before. I just never finished it. And it was, what I played of it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it does seem to be pretty cool. A lot of people um, that have played it say it's really good. So 
I, I'm curious to hear more about the the new one. So that'll be October. So that will that will. I mean, we'll probably get to that in November since we're going to be doing horror games for October. But <laughs> right, because that will be on Game Pass. So we were definitely going to cover that. But uh, yeah, mostly what I've been if we're going to cover what we've been playing, mostly it's just oh, been yeah, Saints yeah. Row still for me. Okay, that's um, kind of all I've been playing, and it's been like four different Saints Row games. Oh, like <laughs> you're kind of bouncing around between them now. Yeah, bouncing between the new one, and then I have Saints Row three and four on my Switch. So I was playing those. Okay. Oh, I should also tackle that. I cheated a little bit with Alien Isolation. I played it on Switch first, and then when I got angry on the Switch, I was like, "Well, maybe I'll do better if I play it on my Xbox because it's on Game Pass." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Maybe I'll try to play it on Xbox." And both on my Switch and my Xbox, I got to the medic bay section and died in the same places. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is why I was like, "Forget this, I'm done." <laughs> no, I get that. That's how I felt with Doom when I just couldn't get through some of the the um, platforming, you know. Yeah, I was like, maybe with my higher frame rate and a bigger TV, I'll do better. And nope, <laughs> I just got <laughs> screwed completely. Because uh, what happens is you're like, like going through this one section where you have to find something. And then the alien just drops like out of a vent, like right in front of me. And so like I didn't have anywhere to hide. I was just kind of caught there. And I was just like, please don't see me. Please don't. And of course, it sees me and kills me. Right, right. And it like I have to go that way. There was like no other option. <laughs> so once I died enough times, I just had enough. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. I never finished the Outlast games for the same reason. I loved them because they were scary and terrifying, but I always died. So I don't think I, or at least the second one. I think I finished the first one. Or maybe I did finish them. I just don't remember because it was like years ago. <laughs> Who knows? It's a possibility. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. For a minute there, I thought that I literally closed Zoom. I thought you were just <laughs> gone. I thought I ended the meeting. <laughs> uh but there's a couple times that we've been at the end like you know all right well i'll catch you next time whatever especially with a guest and you've hit like we've all kind of waited a second because i'm always like i don't want to leave like right away and make him feel like i was just like you know out of there but then like sometimes when you close it it closes my end and that always throws me off for a second so i'm like wait what the hell just happened yeah, it's usually because I have a little spot on here that says end meeting. And when mm-hmm. I hit it, I hit end meeting for all. And so it just it closes oh, okay. completely. Because what yeah. it has to what it has to do after we record is it has to ex like it saves or downloads the Zoom file. Okay. Then I have to put that into a website that takes it from M4A and puts it at MP3 so I can put it in Audacity and then do the like the editing, which oh. I don't even do. I just throw it into Audacity and turn up the volume a little bit, which I think on one episode was too loud. So I need to work on my skills a little bit, but it's always a, a progress, you know? Yeah. And to, uh, this episode is not probably not getting edited at all. It's probably just going to go up as is. So there you go, listeners. Hey, that's okay. You know, <laughs> it, we, we kind of did it last minute, you know, so... Which is kind of why I started to ramble a little bit because I was like, yeah, I've just been playing Saints Row and then didn't talk anything about what I've been playing in Saints Row. (laughs) And that's what I've been playing. I think there's too much going on in that game for me to describe everything. Sorry about that. Uh, Yeah, no, I I can totally get that. Like if I just kind of some of the games I've played in the past, like uh, Fallout 76, I put so much time into it that if we like kind of jumped in and started talking about it, I would just be all over the place. Or like, um, uh, was it last week I was playing a uh, mech arena and telling you guys about yes. that? Yeah. You talked yeah. about that last week. And I, I felt like I was really jumping everywhere. Like I have this bad habit of not starting at the beginning and telling Me people too. what I'm talking <laughs> about. So, you know, totally as dust falls when we covered that and we were just <laughs> all over the place. Oh yeah. I, I, 
that was definitely my fault because I was just like, here we go. And you guys were both like, uh, can we start at the beginning? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it too because then I just jumped all over the place. And I was like, oh, oh, dear listener, I hope you could piece this together because I sure can't yeah. at this point. Well, hopefully it was something that they kind of played along with. Like, you know, they, they were uh, giving the game a go to kind of see what we had done. Because right. that, that's the, the interesting part with those games is finding out what other people had been doing as they played through. Yeah, that's true. And I have not touched that game since we covered it. No. Well, I mean, Saints Row came out, so that's pretty much oh. been, yeah, I that's do been all my that. time. But I haven't played a bunch of games this week. Um, I've been jumping in on um, my my couple. I've been doing a lot of like uh, PvP based games, so Wild oh, Rift really? and uh, Macarena and stuff. You know, playing against other people, and uh, they all almost have a battle pass or daily missions or something. So right. I, I hop on and do those. Um, my favorite are ones that um, I can do in a couple of matches. So like my daily missions don't take all day. You know, I like it when I can knock them out in, you know, an hour. Yeah. Uh, or or even better if they're like spread out throughout the week. So like um if I don't do the mission on Monday, I can do it on Tuesday and do Tuesday's missions, you know. So oh, that's like, kind of cool. Yeah. So like uh Mechorine is really good for that where um events will pop up like you know, use scout mechs or use this weapon and they'll last three days or they'll have ones that are like um marathon events that'll go for like a week and you can only do day one missions uh or i'm sorry you can you can do day one missions on any day but you can't do day two until day two unlocks so right. like, you can't speed run them at the very beginning but you don't ever miss out just because you couldn't play for a day yeah you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned the battle pass because I bought the like new season battle pass for the Call of Duty Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Guess how many times I played Call of Duty since I bought oh, that? No. Well, I didn't buy it. I used the Call of Duty points I earned from the last battle pass for it. But guess how many times I played it since I got that? <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> I haven't touched that freaking game. <laughs> so I, I I stopped picking up anything in mobile games for a little while. And, and this was like five years back when I was playing them, like when I could play them on like breaks at work and stuff um, there, I swear there was this phenomenon where every time I bought a battle pass, that right. was the last day I played that game. That's it's so weird. It happens to me too. It feels like, like you, you get this, like, or you're like, I want these things. I want to unlock them. And then like you make that purchase and you're just like, all right and uh we're done now you know like yeah. i don't know what it is or I like don't... me you make that purchase but then a new game like a saint's row comes out and then that's just all you're playing yeah yeah and then you just completely forgot oh yeah i probably should have played some of this and by the time you get into it it's like the last week of the <laughs> right which is what happened with the pri- the previous season remember i bought like the version that had like 20 tier skips and then it was like oh by the way this ends in a week yeah i was like that... wow that was a waste of 20 bucks that that does suck when that happens. It's just pretty funny because there is a weapon that I would like to try, but now it's like after playing like Saints Row and like more of the single player stuff, since I don't have a lot of friends to play Vanguard with because nobody has it right now. Right. Because like, the Joker doesn't have it currently, but he's going to get Modern Warfare 2. So when I have that pre ordered already, so when that comes out, I'll at least have people to play that with. But yeah, trying to play that multiplayer like just by myself mm-hmm. just doesn't work for me. I just do not have the patience anymore. Right. All right. Yeah, but, uh, 
some some games like you know especially like the the shooter ones the fps ones they really benefit from having like teammates or things where you really need to like coordinate stuff like because you end up against teams you know right so that's one thing like when i play wild rift which is the the moba uh league of legends on my phone you tell it oh i want to play as a support but i'll also play as you know a solo lane so when it cues you up it tries to cue you up as support and then when it puts you and the other four random people into a match together it says hey you're playing this role and it does that for every player so you go in and it's like you already know what to expect you know whereas yeah sometimes you you get in a, a match with random people and it's like oh we're all trying to do the same role and you can't do that you know yeah i typically set like because you can filter out which like game modes you want in call of duty so i typically just have hardcore team deathmatch and like free for all so it's just always kill the other team or kill everybody (laughs) so i haven't set to that i just lose anger quickly like or get angry more quickly when i get into a lobby where i can't do anything or like i'll have a match where i'm doing really well and i'm like this is how i know i'm not this bad at the game and then the next lobby i just can't do a thing no i totally get that and then and you're like, either I'm not as good as I thought I was, or something bullcrappy has happened right now. Well, you, you probably, uh, if if it does any kind of like internal ELO or matchmaking or anything like that, you're probably hitting that point where you're matching with people at your skill level, and then it bumps you into the basically next bracket up. Yeah, where they're even better. Yeah, and then you lose that one, so it bumps you down. So you're at that yo-yo point, you know? Yeah, and Call of Duty, because it's cross cross-platform is notorious for having like hackers and stuff like that that play on pc and cheat too yeah. so then you gotta deal with that garbage yeah that that is always unfortunate yeah all yeah. right asher i think yeah. we made it we made it an hour we did we did <laughs> we were supposed it, to we... go like 20 minutes and i was like you know what i think we're probably gonna end up going an hour because i'm not gonna be able to shut up and sure enough i was right <laughs> well we did we we went on an infinite journey we meandered all through the gamosphere you know we talked a little bit about everything and uh i think uh it came out well Speaking of, when we hit five, I think, what did I say, 5K, 5,000 total downloads. We're at 4.8 thousand. I was trying to hit 5,000 by my birthday on September 27th, for anybody who doesn't know. That week, we'll be recording with with Aki. No, we'll be recording with Rocky. Nope, nope. It's Aki now. (laughs) It's Aki (laughs) on September 25th. So the episode will go up on the 26th, which is a day before my 35th birthday. Did, did you try to mix Rocky and Audio Oddity? I think I tried to Aki? mix. No, I think I tried to mix Rocky and Asher. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, Aki. <laughs> oh man, Rocky is from Audio Oddity. Make sure you all check that out. Oh, for I sure. Maybe next weekend. I think, as far as nothing gets canceled, I think we're supposed to have Yami from Cryptid Chat, and then the following week we have Cody from Dungeons and Podcasts coming on to talk about some Diablo lore, which I'm pretty excited about because I've been playing that again as well. Okay, so we have a theme for the um, the Diablo one. Do we have a, a, a particular theme with uh, Rocky or um, uh, our, our Cryptid guest? Y- no, Yank? I have nothing themed for that. Yammy from uh, Cryptid Chat are probably just going to mainly be a News Gone Wild episode, maybe. Okay. I, I thought you were saying Yammy, but then I was like... No, that's right. I, I just for whatever reason my brain's like nope that's that's not right and I'm like it is I'm, I my ears yeah. do work <laughs> yeah her you name's know. Yammy you heard it okay. right <laughs> just that that internal you know argument with myself of like no you you are getting this wrong 
Yeah, we may even do that one as like a like a different title. It might not even be a gaming themed episode. I don't know yet. Okay. Because she does, she covers cryptids, so maybe we can find some kind of cryptid talk oh, to cover. I'm that sure could cool. we could. Uh, I, I I swear every Ohio st- or every Ohio state. Hey, guess what state <laughs> I live in? Ohio. Um, <laughs> every state has their own cryptid. You know. Yeah. So actually, um, when I did everything but the podcast, I used to do episodes with my wife called Paravania, which okay. were like cryptids and paranormal and weird stuff throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Which okay. Is kind of fun. But anyway, what I wanted to say about the Patreon was when if we hit 5K total downloads, and I think I said like 100 to 200 like total listens per episode. <laughs> this is what I'd like to get because that'd be amazing. That would but I be guess nice. I'll, I'll just go up to say like 60, 60 listens as an average listen per episode. Then I'll bring the Patreon back online because I have some ideas for other shows. But I'm I think I would like to do them as Patreon exclusives. Okay. I'm not sure if I want to do like three different podcasts because I don't with everything going on with my grandfather and other stuff. I don't think I can handle three podcasts. No, I totally get that. But as like a Patreon exclusive, I definitely could. Yeah. One of them is an old show I did with my wife called Popcorn Farts, where we watch like a bunch of like B, D rated like indie movies and then kind of like review them and talk about them. It's almost like uh, the cream of the crop, but absolutely not. Yeah. But this time we could change it. It could just be any movie. And then we just talk about it. <laughs> Because I told Neil and I on uh, the last episode that Neil from Mortal Kombat Podcast and Crew Expendables on, we were talking about doing a bonus episode of the faculty together. Yes. For anybody listening. Well, you and guys like, kind of did, you know, kind of like we, we said, okay, hey, we wrapped it up about 10 minutes ago. You guys did that. And then you talked about the faculty for, I think, 15 minutes. Holy crap. Did we talk about it for that long? It, it was a pretty good chunk of time because at one point you both were, well, Neil for sure was like, ah, I think we're doing it right now. No, I said that. <laughs> oh, I remember okay. I said that. And Neil yeah. was like, no, I think we should watch the movie first. Yes. Yes. That way we're you're just not floundering over yeah, trying to remember who's who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, popcorn farts is something that I did with my wife for one episode. And the first movie we ever or covered on it was called Ants on a Plane. Oh, and it was right. pretty insane. <laughs> it actually wasn't that bad. Like we oh, went okay. into it thinking it, this is going to be ridiculously stupid, but it actually was not that bad. It was actually pretty funny though. Yeah, sometimes you get a title and you're like, "Well, this is going to be rough," and then it uh, surprises you. Yeah, and then lately I got an Audible free trial, so I've been listening to audiobooks, and I was like, well, now I'm going to have to do an audiobook podcast. I think yeah. I already told you about that one. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. And uh, most of that has been consumed with alien audio dramas and audiobooks. That oh, I've been listening nice. To. And then I found X-Files audiobooks and fell down that loophole. Loophole? No, rabbit hole. <laughs> loophole. <laughs> it wasn't a loophole because I ended up upgrading to like the $23 version because there was some books that Neil had suggested a couple a couple times. I think he suggested them when you were on there. Yeah, Masters oh. of Doom book about the uh, creators of Doom. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, I started listening to that. I haven't finished it yet because it's like 13 hours long or something, but it's actually really, Oof. really good. Yeah, that, if, if you do have an Audible subscription and you're not like really looking for a specific thing to listen to, I always recommend the long ones because they're normally like a $50 book or something. And then yeah. you use your token on that. And then, you know, pick up the like $20 ones when you want to pick up something to listen to. Yeah, that's what I did because I have I had the free trial, which was a subscription. So like all the aliens ones and stuff I was listening to were basically just free with the Audible Plus or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't have any credits for it. So I upgraded to the bigger one to have two credits so I could specifically get the two books that Neil suggested, which were right. Masters of Doom and Slash of the Titans, which is about the making of Freddy versus Jason. 
Slash the Titans is an yeah, amazing I love title. That. that should have been a video game title. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about Terradrome? We were like, there needs to be a video game that's just like all of the like guest characters from Mortal Kombat should just be in one game. Yeah. It should be called Slash of the Titans. That that would be really good. It would be really good. All right. That's going to do it this week. Asher, I'm, I'm going to let you do the outro this week because I did it last week. <laughs> all right. And uh, just remember, folks, when you're gaming, your journeys are always infinite. I thought you were going to mess that up and I was going to laugh, but you got it. <laughs> there was like a, a slight pause in there and I was like, he's going to mess it up. The, that pause was me very specifically going, we're not going to mess it up. <laughs> Which is what happened. Do you remember the what was it the first time or the second time we did it? Where you try to do it, and I was like, all right, I got it. Then I messed it up, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Oh, it's going to happen again. Oh, for sure. 